Hey, what's up? Welcome, guys. Thank you for joining me today for this video. Welcome to my channel. My name is Dr. Tom LeHue, and uh, we talk about all kinds of things related to the Enneagram, becoming healthier uh, ourselves and developing our relationships, being more compassionate with ourselves, more compassionate with the people that we love, and more present to life. Uh, thank you for joining me, and uh, in the description below is a link to my website, and um, I do coaching appointments for people to figure out their types or to, to talk about where they've gotten stuck in life, how to move to a healthier place, or to um, navigate those relationship difficulties that we all sometimes get into. Also, there's a link to my Patreon account. I want to thank you guys that support this channel. I really appreciate your help and your encouragement. Um, let's get started today. We're going to be talking about the blind spots of type two. And if you are a type two, thank you for joining me for this video. And those of you guys that work with and live with type twos, uh, you know that uh, twos can be such a blessing, can be such a, an encouragement to us when uh, life gets difficult. Uh, they're there to help. They're there to, to give and to help and to serve and to, to make our, uh, our, our stay on this earth uh, more more filled with joy and happiness. Uh, sometimes though, type twos, like all other types, can have blind spots that they don't see about themselves, um, areas where, where maybe there are some difficulties and some challenges, and uh, we want to point out those blind spots. We want to, uh, to not be afraid to look at those difficult areas, and uh, when you become aware of those blind spots, you know, then maybe they don't have to have so much control over us. Uh, we can recognize our impulses and compulsions and uh, begin to to um, observe those and maybe choose to uh, to make different decisions. And uh, so let's talk about type twos. Type twos are called the givers or the helpers. Uh, I like to call them the pleasers because they really do want to please you. They really do want to um, to be liked. They want to be uh, appreciated. Um, it's as if I find my value as a two by being valuable to you. I take care of you. I help you. I uh, ignore my own needs and, uh, and give preference to your needs. I encourage you. I say nice things to you. I, make you. I build you up and make you feel better about yourself. And as a result, you want to have me around. You, you want me to be in your life. You want me to, uh, uh, to be connected to you and, and related to you. And so through that, effort um, twos find a sense of value and a sense of worth by being of value to the people in their life that they love, of being uh, a person of worth to the people that they value. Um, and most of the time, you know, the two is not conscious of this. They just uh, they just see people that have needs and they feel compelled to help. They just see people that have um, um opportunities or areas in their life where they need some assistance and the two just feels compelled to go and serve and help and uh, minister to those people. Um, the downside though, or the dark side is that sometimes if you could really stop and examine and think about what is my motivation for helping this person, um, you might at times see that, um, that they're um, that there is a strategy beneath the surface. Um, this book by uh, Beatrice Chestnut, I love her books. Um, I think I have all of them and a whole shelf filled with Enneagram books, but I, I keep coming back to her books, um, uh, finding a great deal of help in there. She gives a list of blind spots for the twos, and we just want to highlight those and talk about those. Um, number one is giving to get. Giving to get. Um, and that can be as a, um, uh, a strategy. In other words, I give and I help and I, I take care of you. And again, I don't think the two is going to think of it as a strategy. 
Um, but sometimes twos give as a strategy to get people to like them. Um, who doesn't want to be liked? Everybody wants to be liked. Um, you know, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but most of us want to be liked. Um, not all of us need to be liked. Um, some types need to be liked more than others. And I think a two finds worth and value when they're liked. One of the ways they find worth and value is that they are liked by the people around them. Other people want to be connected to them. And that feels very, you know, good. It feels very secure to feel liked. Um, so a two might find themselves giving and taking care of others and meeting needs in an effort maybe an unspoken effort to be liked by them or to um, to get something they need in return. You know, it feels very difficult for twos. Twos will say it feels very difficult to make their needs known. It feels maybe a little selfish. It's not selfish, uh, but it feels selfish to them to say that they have a need, to say that they're tired or they need a rest or that they don't want to be bothered by somebody right now. That can feel kind of selfish to a two to, to make their needs known, that they need somebody to assist them and uh, you know take care of them in some way because they really believe that I'm on earth to serve others. I'm on earth to take care of others. My worth and value is in what I give and what I do for other people. So if I have needs... Well then where you know then that goes against my my desire to meet others needs and that's kind of part of the pride of the two you know the sin of the two is pride is um that could come across as sort of a proud position or a proud stance that people can't help you people don't you don't ask for help you don't you want to help everybody but it's so hard for you to then you know tell others what you need uh, are you in a position above other people that you're there to serve them, but they they can't ask you what you need? Obviously, twos are just people like everybody else, so they have needs like everybody else. And uh, But it may be difficult for the two to state their needs, so they might go about in other ways of stating their needs without being direct, without specifically asking for their needs to be met. So they might serve and take care of you with the expectation, there's the strategy, with the expectation that you are going to like them, you're going to want to be around them, you're going to want to be connected to them, and you are going to want to take care of them. Um, so that they won't have to say their needs out loud because you, you will want to meet their needs because of how they so generously meet your needs. And also, let's be let's go a little bit a little bit more um, intense is that sometimes twos might give to get control. They may actually want to have control over a situation or control over their environment or control over, um, you know, what's decided, uh, what uh, decisions are made in the home. And so uh, a two, um, you know, probably the most, um, um, difficult to hear would be that sometimes that you give or take care of needs of others to in order to control the environment in some way or to in order to control an outcome, um, you know, a decision in some way to exert control. So many twos may not be aware of their own denied needs. And so again, sometimes twos, you know, in their, in their sense of wanting to take care of others may not even be aware that uh, that they are giving to get. It may not be obvious to them. It may feel obvious to the people that are on the receiving end. They may feel like, 
I feel like I'm being manipulated here. I feel like you're expecting something more than I want to deliver. Uh, you're giving and you're taking care of me and you're serving me. That makes me feel obligated to you. Um, exactly. That's kind of the purpose of it, right? But maybe I don't want to feel obligated. And so people might resist that service and resist that help because they want to resist any feelings of obligation. Um, so again, I said receiving for twos can feel awkward uh, to be on the receiving end. And so it can be helpful for twos to maybe sit and think about, are there any potential hidden motives here for my service and goodness and help? Um, not saying there is, maybe in your case there's not, maybe you just really do want to help, but how would you feel if you weren't appreciated for that help? Would you feel unappreciated? Would you feel agitated? Would you feel frustrated or angry if, if there was no appreciation? And some of you twos are saying, I've been living with no appreciation all my life, so I've gotten used to it. Um, and maybe you've been in a sort of an angry state for most of your life, um, so wouldn't it be helpful if you as a two could move sort of out there to that eight a little bit in a healthy way, not fall down on it and, you know, but just sort of gradually go out to that eight, that place where you go in unhealth and just go there before you are unhealthy and be more direct and straightforward about your own needs and be willing to look at people in the eyes and be direct with them and say, hey, I really need you to help me with this. I really need you to 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 take this responsibility from me. I'm not able to do all of this on my own. I really need some support from you. Because if you don't do that directly, you'll probably do it indirectly. And indirectly could feel like manipulation to the people around you because you might have other ways of passively asking people to help you. And it might you might try just being more direct and more straightforward. Second thing is, a second blind spot is manipulating things to get what you want without having to ask. We kind of already touched on that. But um, she defines this as manipulation as the... Because this would be hard for a two to hear. They say, no, I'm not manipulated. I'm not manipulated. Can't speak. <laughs> I'm not manipulative. And I know, I, I get that. Because a two feels like they're the ones being manipulated by everybody else. People are taking advantage of your goodness. People are taking advantage of your kindness, of your service, of your big heart. And you often feel like you're the one that's being manipulated in most, most of the time in the relationship. But one of the blind spots for the two that they often don't see in themselves is that sometimes they could be perceived by others that they're related to as being manipulative. And now here's the definition she gives, and I think this is very helpful. Listen to this definition because it may nuance subtly what you think about when you think about this word manipulate. A benign shifting things around behind the scenes for a particular purpose. So benignly, that means it it's happening without necessarily you even being aware of it. Not malignant. You know, it's not, it may be uh, even unconscious, intentionally unconscious. You know, shifting things around. Shifting things around to... Uh, behind the scenes in order to uh, to to accomplish a specific purpose um, in order to achieve a specific purpose um, uh, uh, you know twos don't want to be rejected they want to avoid outright rejection and they may try to get what they want by orchestrating the environment um, what's happening and keeping those things uh, you might say in a covert way a strategy to try to move people Let's say, for example, you know that Aunt Gladys 
is having a birthday party, her 80th birthday party, and no one in your family wants to go to it, okay? Um, nobody wants to drive three hours to visit Aunt Gladys that they've never they've they've met twice in their life. But the two feels what? Oh, we need to be there. We need to be there for Aunt Gladys. She was she was so important when I was younger. And and you've got these three kids and a husband that don't want to go. Okay. Now as a two, how are you going to get your family to go see Aunt Gladys? Well, you could go to a one and you could just prescribe it. You could go to a eight and get angry and and holler at them until they give in. Uh, but the two, you know, feels this need to be there, to be supportive and to be a caregiver for Aunt Gladys, who was so, you know, such a caregiver for, for you when you were younger. How do you manipulate your whole family to want to go to this? Um, you know, how do you strategically behind the scenes in a covert way try to orchestrate uh, this event taking place so that everybody is there? The two might come up with some strategies, some covert strategies. Like, I'll tell you what, you know what? You know, Gladys has been such a help to me. And, you know, it's really a shame that you guys won't, uh, won't care about something. So there may be a little guilt. Or maybe it's, you know, she lives, um, let's say she lives in Cincinnati, Ohio, and Kings Island is there. There's a theme park there. And, you know, we'll go and we'll spend some time with her, and then we'll spend a couple of days at the theme park. So maybe sort of a strategy of we give a little, we get a little. Um, that's manipulating. That's manipulating the circumstances to try to get people to do what you wanted them to do without asking them directly. Um, you know, I'll, I'll promise some kind of reward. I'll show special attention to you. I'll make you pay with some kind of guilt or some kind of shame or some kind of, uh, I'll take withdrawal affection or withdraw love or withdraw attention away from you until you agree to, to do, and it's a subtle shifting of the environment in order to move people into a certain direction that they wouldn't be inclined to move in on their own. That would be felt like manipulation by the people around you. Okay, number three. Um, another blind spot for type twos is what you are feeling and needing in any specific moment. That may be a blind spot to you. You may, if I were to ask you right now, what do you need right now? I don't need anything. I'm fine. What are you feeling right now? I think I feel, I think I feel normal. Okay. Twos often lose contact with how they are really feeling because others feelings seem more important to them. I'm not here to feel my feelings. I'm here to to help you uh, with your with what you're feeling. Twos can be very emotional and unconsciously avoid their own feelings, sometimes to align themselves with others. If I were to feel what I want to feel, I might feel frustrated and angry or upset, but you know, I need to be there to support my family. I need to be there to support my friend. So twos may deny their own needs in favor of proving their worth and value to other people. Because in reality, maybe the two doesn't want to to help move boxes with with Sam all day on Saturday. And so if they were to really sit and feel that, they would feel like they don't want to do that. But here's an opportunity to prove your worth and value by being of help to someone. So I feel compelled, the two will feel compelled to go and help Sam, to go and visit Aunt Gladys, um, to help Nancy out with the church potluck dinner. They will feel compelled because there's an opportunity in front of me to prove my worth and value by serving and giving and helping. But if they could really stop in that moment and say, what do you really want to do? Do you want to do this? I mean, like really, um, you may not, you may realize that you really don't feel like you have the energy to help somebody else, but you're feeling compelled 
an impulse. And all of us on the Enneagram feel compelled and impulsed at times toward the things that, you know, are true for our Enneagram type. The secret is learning to recognize those compulsions, that they don't always serve in our best life's good or in our family's best life's good. And so sometimes we have to separate from those impulses and compulsions and recognize that they don't always lead us in the right direction, that sometimes our impulses can move us away from what will ultimately bring about joy and happiness and peace in our lives. And so I I know your impulse to help somebody right now, but do they really need your help? Do they really require your help? Do they want your help? Do the other people in your life want to give you up so that you can help those people? What are you really gaining by helping them? If you're helping them in order to feel a sense of value and feel a sense of worth, then is it really them you are helping? These are all difficult, good questions, I know. And the Enneagram challenges us to really look deep you know, inside ourselves to observe our motivations uh, for what we are doing. Um, And let's see. um, Focusing on your own needs can feel very troubling as a two. Um, Because if you focused on your own needs and your own wants and your own desires, you might not be so willing to help everybody all the time. You might realize, I don't really want to do that. And that's okay. It's okay that I don't want to do that. Um, Next, whatever number we're on, I think it's number four, Uh, Another blind spot is the presence and causes of sadness and anger in your life. As a two, you you may not notice how you really feel in life. You may not notice uh, you want to be in a happy mood. Why? Well, who doesn't want to be in a happy mood? I'm a seven. I want to be in a happy mood all the time. But, you know, people are attracted. There's the key right there. Twos want to be attractive. They want to attract others. They want others to like them and want to be around them. Well, who wants to be around somebody who's sad, depressed, and angry? People are attracted to somebody who is upbeat, positive, charming, happy. That's why the social two can look like a seven. Um, They can look like, um, you know, um, upbeat and and happy and fun-loving because people are attracted to that. Um, People are attracted to somebody who is pleasant. So twos endeavor to be pleasant. Pleasant. Sounds like the word pleasing, doesn't it? Probably from the same root. However, beneath their perky exterior, twos can often feel very sad. They can feel misunderstood like a four. They can feel misunderstood like people are taking advantage of them. People aren't really loving them very well. Um, They can feel depressed because maybe people aren't regarding them as highly as they feel they should be regarded. After all, where would this family be? That's kind of a two thought. Where would this family be if I wasn't there to take care of them and help them? And yet, these people aren't appreciating me and admiring me and regarding me to the level in which I feel my service deserves. Pride. Okay? Uh, They may believe that people appreciate them only for what they give and not for who they are. And, And to some degree, that may be true. Twos can deplete themselves by giving too much and then saying yes when they really should say no, saying, okay, I'll help when really maybe they should say, not this time, I'm sorry, I have other plans, I have to move to four and just enjoy some time to myself. Um, And twos can become resentful. When you say outside yes and you inside me no, it often brings feelings of resentment. You become incongruent. You're saying one thing but feeling another. You can become resentful, and which is just a latent form of anger which will come out in the way you interact with others. It will come out in a passive-aggressive, which can be sometimes um, 
um, characteristic of type twos. They don't want to be aggressive aggressive. They move to eight sometimes and they are aggressive aggressive, but sometimes twos become passive aggressive by withholding their service, by withholding their attention, which they pour out and lavish on people. Uh, they may withhold that and restrain that. Um, and um, they can sometimes become very sullen and very withdrawn from people. And it's resentful. It's anger. It'd be best to acknowledge it for what it is. <clears throat> It'd be best to just say, hey, I'm angry right now. And when you observe that anger <clears throat> and you recognize it, excuse me. <clears throat> Tarzan. <clears throat> when you observe that anger and recognize it and aren't ashamed of it, shame type, when you're not ashamed of it and just say, hey, you know what? This is anger. I'm angry because people are taking advantage of me. People aren't appreciating me. People are expecting me to do so much. And then when I voice what I need, they're not very receptive. When you when you recognize that anger for what it is and deal with it, you can then let it go. When you don't let it go or get angry with yourself for being angry, you tend to shove it down, but it doesn't go away. The acute problem becomes chronic and there's this chronic, latent, bitter, resentful, angry attitude that you might live in, and which goes against your whole purpose of being pleasing. It's hard to be pleasing to others and to be pleasant when you're carrying around and harboring such anger, bitterness, resentful, frustration, and depression. And here's the reality is the twos often, when they feel this way, may not even acknowledge that all of that is going on beneath the surface. Uh, others might see it, <clears throat> but uh, the two themselves may not really see it themselves or want to deal with it because dealing with it might make you more displeasing to the people around you but deal with it you must next number i think is number five uh a blind spot for twos is their dependence on others you know in the heart <clears throat> pride is i don't need people pride is i'm here for them they need me but really in real life you know, we all need each other. We're all very much dependent on one another and we need others to serve us. And even if you're a two, you need people to take care of you. When you get in an accident, you need nurses and doctors to take care of you. Uh, the two will often be apologetic to the doctors and the nurses that they have to bother with them, that they have to be a burden. But the reality is, is all of us need care. All of us at times need service and help from others, even the two. It can be very hard for the two <clears throat> to recognize and accept that service from others, even though I think that in their heart, that's intentionally what they're, that, that is, that there's a part of them that is longing for that, to be valued, to be cared for. And one of the ways you know you're valued and cared for is when people take care of you and serve you and love you, even though it's hard for them to receive it. Twos often have a history of being hurt by people. <clears throat> they feel hurt because they give and serve and take care of others and they're unappreciated or they're taken for granted. That's going to feel like resentment and hurt. Hurt and uh, um, that, that, that hurt will sometimes build a shell around them so that they don't want to be dependent on others. They want to be independent in, in their emotional stance uh, from others so that they're not further hurt or exploited by others. And the last one, number whatever it is, the blind spot is self-elevation and self-deflation. So raising your view of yourself to a place of prominence or becoming maybe that martyr, uh, de deflating your value and worth. Twos usually don't recognize the way they may need to see themselves as better than they are to impress and attract others or the way they feel bad about themselves when they fail to impress 
or attract others? And it's a good question. How do you feel when people aren't impressed by you? <clears throat> when when your when your college uh, child brings home a roommate and uh, you meet them for the first time as a two, you pour out all this attention. Well, where are you from? And what is your major in school? And and uh, did you have brothers and sisters growing up? And uh, what do you want to be when you when you graduate from school? And and tell me about your, your the movies you like and the music you like. This is all the way twos interact. They tend to interact with new people. They pour out all this attention. They lavish all this attention on a new person. How do you respond as a two when that person just seems to be disconnected and apathetic toward you? Um, when they are not necessarily impressed by your outgoing, kind, hostess-like nature. When they are rather reserved or withdrawn and don't seem to want to interact with you. How does that make you feel? Does it make you feel awkward? Does it make you feel strange? Does it make you, are you completely okay? Well, maybe this person just wants to be left alone. Uh, this person doesn't want me to uh, intrude. They might feel like you're intruding on their space. They don't want me to invade them with all of my positive words and compliments. Now, I love it. I love it when twos invade my space with all that positive talk and all that the lavish compliments. I live for it. That's fantastic. But not every type responds that way, right? Not every type uh, wants to interact or wants to connect. Some types want to remain in a disconnected stance. You know, they feel most secure when they are withdrawn and from a place of observation. Uh, how does it make you feel when, when you fail to impress others with your generosity and kindness and attention or you fail to connect with others? Um, there could be that self-deflation right there. That, that Beatrice Chestnut's talking about. They kind of have a false pride about all that they could do for others, which can lead to a puffed up self-image. And uh, they can feel humiliated if that puffed up image gets popped. Okay, well, these are difficult things. I realize it. Uh, these blind spots are difficult. It's hard for us to see what we often don't see in ourselves. It's hard for us to acknowledge what maybe doesn't feel good about our personality. And every type, realize, if you're watching this and you're a two and you're feeling kind of raw and, and scratched right now, well, if you were a type three, when I release that video, that's going to feel raw and scratchy to a type three. Um, it hurts because it's, because it's accurate. It hurts because I think it's, it's truthful. And um, if it's not, then ask yourself, then why does it, why does it hurt so much? Um, if I told you you were short when you're six foot three, that wouldn't bother you. You would think uh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. You might feel a little bit like that right now. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Maybe I don't. Um, you know, but I think what's important is that as a two, you learn to accept yourself as you are. Learn to accept that uh, you are a person of worth and value regardless of what you do for others, regardless of how needed you are uh, or how wanted you are, that you are a person of absolute tremendous worth and value. And then, you know, when twos are, <clears throat> are super healthy, they, they, uh, they give love and mercy and compassion. They bring that into this dark, sometimes cruel unjust, unloving world, right? When twos are of average health or low health, they're just seeking 
to be loved. They're seeking to to be cared for. They're seeking to be appreciated. When they are of great health, they bring that love and that appreciation in. And where do you find that health? There must be a source outside of yourself where you find your worth and value. Your worth and value comes from something greater than you, something greater from what you achieve. It comes from something higher than you. It comes from the one that created you. That God doesn't need you, but wants you. He doesn't need you, but loves you anyway. That he could do everything he needs to do without your help, yet chooses to invite you to to help him in in making this world a, a better place. So love, yes. Give, yes. Serve, yes. But do it without any desire for reciprocation. Just because your heart is so full. Think how wonderful life would be lived if your heart was already full. Not giving to get, not in a strategic way, but giving because you're full and you have uh, so much that it just splashes out into the lives of others. Thank you guys. Be present to life. I'll see you next time.